Hi, everybody. Welcome to another and final edition of Weekly Pop, a regular scheduled Weekly Pop. No, you're right. For 2017. Ooh, we'll get into that at the end of this podcast. Ooh. My <laughs> name is Emma Sasek, and I'm the editor-in-chief at The Vidette, and I'm joined here with... Kevin Schwaller, a news editor here at The Vidette. So, uh, just like last week, it has been a huge week in entertainment news. Huge week. Um, so, the Critics' Choice Awards came out on Emma's birthday last week. Mm-hmm. The Happy nominations. birthday to me. <laughs> and then today, this morning, the, the Golden Globe nominations came out. Uh, so, we are very overwhelmed. Yes, Oh my god. Um, we are so overwhelmed. I was very surprised when Critics Choice came out. I didn't know they were coming out on the 6th. Didn't know today was the Golden Globes mm-hmm. Day. Happy, happy Monday to everybody. Well, mm, almost happy almost Monday. Happy yeah, Monday. we are uh, not too happy with the Golden Globes, but no. a lot of people aren't, so mm-hmm. we will talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, We'll just kind of go through a couple of these nominations, talk, you know, share our feelings, share why we're super pissed. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, so for Best Picture Drama, that's kind of the biggest one of the night. We have uh, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and The Shape of Water. And then for comedy musical, the little, the somewhat lesser important of the two siblings, <laughs> we have the disaster artists, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, Lady Bird, and I, Tanya. And uh, we wish Beauty and the Beast was on that list. We do wish Beauty and the Beast. It could have very easily replaced The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, The Greatest Showman has no buzz whatsoever up until today. I completely, fr- I always forget that it's coming out. We wa- The last time I saw its trailer was when we went to go see Murder on the Orient Express, and I turned to you and I said, oh, right, this yeah. is coming out. I mean, out. I'm sure it's a great movie. I mean, like, I, it, the trailers, it looks good. Yeah. It's just, I don't... I don't know why it just kind of came out of nowhere, especially when The Critics' Choice came out, which we will talk about soon. Um, but, you know, beating the Beast Woman for so many things. Mm-hmm. And you kind of... None of these besides disaster... I mean, all of those except for Greatest Showman deserve to be there. Yes. In terms of buzz or hype and Beauty and the Beast has proven that it will be a contender in the Oscars yeah. race this year. So. Especially since they're submitting like <laughs> yeah, for as everything. much as possible right. for your consideration mm. including Best Picture. Yeah, so I'm very surprised about this because not only does it not have that for coming musical but it was not nominated at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Timothy Chalamet was nominated for Call Me By Your Name uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Which is his last role ever. Yes, Tom Hanks for The Post Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and then Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. I'm kind of surprised on the Denzel Washington nomination just because, because I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> I've seen a few trailers for it, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I feel like they're giving Daniel Lewis pity votes because it's his final performance. I'm yeah. sure it's a decent movie, but I I don't think it'll be substantial in any of these award show categories. <laughs> and then for the best performance by an actress in a drama, we have Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game, Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Meryl Streep for The Post, and then Michelle Williams for All the Money in the World. And that's one of the things that people are really surprised about because this movie, just like <laughs> within the last month, had to reshoot all of the scenes with Kevin Spacey and replace it with Christopher Plummer. And then the Hollywood Foreign Press just saw this movie last week, and yes. for some reason it was substantial enough to make it into all of these categories. Um, everyone is very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for um, musical and comedy, uh, it's kind of, you know, we're seeing Battle of the Sexes, Ansel Elgort was nominated for Baby Driver, and then we see, you know, The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, Lady Bird, I, Tanya all of those movies and their respected actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Jodie Dench was nominated for Victoria <laughs> and Abdul for motion for musical or comedy. I don't remember seeing a huge dance number in Mm-mm. that film. <laughs> and then Helen Mirren for The Leisure Seeker. And Margot then, Robbie is for right. Itanya, Saoirse, 
Great, good old Saoirse. Yeah, for and Emma Stone yeah. for Battle of Sexes, and it's not the Emma I wanted. It's to not see. the Emma you want to see. But hear me out though, because mm-hmm. Emma Stone, I feel like she is allowed to be there over the first two because Helen Mirren and Judi Dench. No one. <laughs> as much as I love both, especially yeah. Oh, yeah. Helen, but like what? Emma Watson for Beauty and the Beast, the biggest movie of the year, where she sang and danced. Um, they could have even, even put Tiffany Haddish. They could have put Tiffany Haddish. Screw the they supporting. Didn't do, it. do screw the supporting role. Give her a yeah. lead role. Yeah, and then a lot of people are very mad because all of the directing category is just a bunch of white men again. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just saw a tweet that said only seven women have been nominated for best director in yeah. the seventy-five years of the Golden Globes yeah, history. And only one, 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 one. Was it Catherine Bigelow? <laughs> it was for the movie. I don't forgot who it was. The um, Zero Dark Thirty. No, oh. it was. It, it was a movie from like the 80s and 90s uh-huh. I forgot what it was um, but yeah Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele completely got snug for the best director category for their huge movies Lady Bird these and huge Get movies, Out especially because is they talking. both have secured several category- nominations for the Oscars and probably the Screen Actors Guild Awards so. I was just reading my latest issue of Vanity Fair and they did like a little feature story on those two yeah. and like like the it's final, their first director yeah, it's the, their directorial debuts and they give mm-hmm. these beautiful movies, you know, to be treated and by, then, like like crap. Yeah, <laughs> and then Greta did get a best screenplay nomination, but Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele didn't did get it, which I was honestly super super surprised about. So the Boss Baby is now a Golden Globe nominated film. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but Coco also is. We're happy about that. But speaking of Coco, it is also nominated for Best Original Song, Remember Me, which was actually I just found out written by the two the couple that wrote all the songs for Frozen. So I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't see any Beauty and Beast. We don't see an Evermore nomination on yeah, there. Yeah, uh, Disney submitted Beauty and the Beast, all three of their original songs for best original song, and it didn't get a single one. But the star from Mariah Carey's, I believe it's an animated movie, The Star came yes. out or is nominated, and a song from The Greatest Showman, which I'm not entirely surprised because it is a musical coming out in December. But again. Beauty and the Beast is the biggest movie, is literally the biggest movie of 2017, so I'm, we're super disappointed. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany Haddish did not get a single nomination for a girl's trip. No, she did not. The Golden Globes, something they do is they combine both movies and TV shows, um, and, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, the nominations for the TV have been pretty much what, what they've always, seeing. yeah. Yes, Big Little Lies leads with six nominations, which, of course, we can never not be happy about. Of course. Um, you know, we're seeing Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Alexander Skarsgård, Laura Dern, um, all, again, I mean, nominated too, so we're super excited, especially because it is now picked up for season two. Yay! Which means we're going to get another great soundtrack Thank and God. another excellent cast and another seven, eight episode best eight weeks of our lives that's right <laughs> yeah um so kind of wrap up the Golden globes the shape of water is leading with seven nominations big little lies with six also the post and three billboards outside of ebbing missouri with six mm-hmm. um so let's go into something happier <laughs> much happier the critics choice awards as we said came out last week and i am much more in love with yes, their picks. especially because they're they're acknowledging the big sick which the golden globes did not yeah they completely yeah about that. uh the big sick call me by your name darkest hour the florida project get out ladybird the post shape of water three billboards outside of missouri you know the same kind of list for the most part but you know great and then uh best director they are recognizing uh greta and jordan peele yes so rightfully good for, so yes 
Um, best actor and best actress is pretty much the same with you know Meryl Streep, Saoirse Ronan, Margot Robbie. Uh, best supporting actor, best supporting actress are pretty much the same as well, except supporting actress has our girl Tiffany Haddish for the acclaimed movie. Yes, Girls Trip. So she is nominated for Critics Choice, which is awesome because Critics Choice is definitely a huge is the kickstart really of award season. And then also we have always loved the Critics Choice because they've given they gave Natalie Portman her Critics Choice award for best actress in a drama for or best actress for Jackie for That's portraying right. Jackie Kennedy and Absolutely. did not give it to Emma Stone, hmm. who won all the others. Hmm. Yeah, so we do love the Critics' Choice. <laughs> Thank you, Critics' Choice. Thank you, Critics' Choice. The best original screenplay category is also phenomenal. It has The Big Sick, Get Out, and Lady Bird, which Get Out and Big Sick were completely forgotten about. Yes. And then... They also have more technical stuff, which we are super happy about because, this is, again, it does kind of show what's going to be happening at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Beauty but, and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Costume, for best design, costume design. Also... Best hair and makeup. Beauty and the Beast. Also, Best Production Design, Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. Beast. And then Best Song, Evermore, Beauty. Oh, from, from, from Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> it yes. also includes Remember Me from Coco. Yes, um, and nothing from The Star. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Mariah. Yeah, and so we are kind of seeing a pattern, which is good and also not so good because the Gold Globes kind of ruin that pattern. But also they do do a Best Actor in a Comedy, Best Actress in a Comedy, and Tiffany Haddish also got a nomination for Girls Trip, and also Girls Trip was nominated for Best Comedy. Okay. And yes, and they also do best for a horror film, and so it and Get Out are nominated. So I do, I have, I'm obsessed with the Critics Choice Awards. Um, but yes, thank you for the four Beauty and the Beast nominations. I appreciate them, Critics Choice. They're helping me sleep yes. peacefully every night. And the Golden Globes <laughs> are now going to make us get terrible sleep tonight. Uh-huh, I'm not gonna, yeah. get, I'm gonna need to down an entire bottle of melatonin. Yes, tonight you to are. Get some yeah. sleep. <laughs> yes, you are. Absolutely. But so what we've been seeing a lot um, is three billboards outside of Evan, Missouri. And we did just see that movie last week, like we talked about in our last podcast. And, I mean, it's a huge, critically acclaimed movie right now. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has an 8.5 on IMDb. However, uh, we might not agree with that. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that all the praise going towards Frances McDormand is well-deserved. Mm-hmm. She was hilarious. She was you're afraid of her (laughs) and you love her character she was phenomenal um sam rockwell his performance alone was you know yeah it it changes your feelings uh toward him it's like they're supposed to change but the two of us were just kind of like "Eh." sam rockwell plays the most misogynistic racist homophobic cop you could imagine in missouri Mm -hmm. um i think missouri isn't real right Yes, I believe we confirmed that okay. beforehand. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're kind of channeling wherever Ebbing, Missouri would be. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm sure there's a handful of people that are pretty racist, homophobic, misogynistic, etc. Um, they definitely do a great job at portraying that. Um, However, I'm not going to go through and completely possibly change my mind yeah about those people if i constantly hear their terrible thoughts towards people I mean, that we, are different about we, them i mean we're quite literally supposed to be rooting for this uh, giant bag of trash mm-hmm. um because he somehow develops a heart or a conscience i'm doing air quotes um <laughs> and you know he kind of tries to save the day and while it's great you know it's still like we're literally being forced to start to like him and we don't want to like him because yeah. i mean I, I still don't like him i told you at the end of the movie i was like i don't care about him he can <laughs> joke um they and they they just don't they definitely do highlight these things like you know police brutality and sexual assault and injustice um but they don't do anything about them 
And it, again, they don't really have to, but for a movie with this much buzz and this praise and acclaim, you think it would? Like, the movie ends where you're just like, well, I feel like I nothing really got accomplished. Yeah, the entire movie, you're waiting for something to happen, and it doesn't. And or, it's like, In general, nothing happens. And like, I completely understand why they wanted to do it. This mother, she's wanting to get justice for her daughter's murder and for something to happen, and ultimately nothing is still happening so they channeled it like throughout the entire movie so like audience people they leave and they say well oh yeah <laughs> and it just they bring up these <laughs> things that are happening that aren't good and they just they just leave them out there on the table and don't do a single thing about them mm-hmm. and then that reflects on the plot because literally nothing happens in this movie really <laughs> um you know besides sam rockwell beating up a gay guy and her starting a fire and him clearly having had beaten up people of color like he's it's just it's a mess it really is a mess of a movie and i mean it's the the acting is amazing and it is a really good idea in theory i just think they didn't handle it the best they could have and now like i don't even know maybe like 45 minutes into the movie just woody harrelson's character just drops off yeah (laughs) and he was the only one that seemed to have a conscience yeah he was he was he's he cared he wanted to do as much as he could but then he was like Eh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a go now. <laughs> me too. You know what? Me too, Woody. Yeah, me I'm, too. Com- I'm coming yeah, with. Yeah, if you go see Three Billboards, leave when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Peter Dinklage was in the movie. He didn't. He didn't do, do a single anything. thing. He did help her, but during a pivotal moment in the movie. Yeah, but that was the one thing he did. And um, oh, and her abusive husband. He they're uh, just living like normal. You know, it's just very. I forgot about the husband mm-hmm. completely. It's, the movie just brings up these bad things that happen and just lets them happen without any kind of reprimanding or anything like that and so it's just kind of exhausting to watch mm-hmm. um, in that sense and I guess it does definitely highlight the fact that these things are happening in the world and they will continue to happen but the, the 93% is a little high for me in my opinion yes the only thing that I was honestly focused on was when I watched Caleb Landry Jones, <laughs> I just kept seeing his bludgeoned head from Get Out. Yes. I just kept looking <laughs> at him like talking to uh, Daniel Daniel's character saying oh do you know how to wrestle how are you good at wrestling you want to fight right now and i'm just like what when's he gonna die (laughs) yeah and lucas hedges in this he is in every movie known to man (laughs) he is in manchester by the sea he was nominated last year for sporting actor he is in grand budapest hotel he might possibly be in moonrise kingdom he is in lady bird and he is in three billboards so he's in literally every oscar nominated movie known to man he's probably in the post probably in the post probably call me by your name was he in dunkirk i don't know (laughs) probably Probably. (laughs) it's a bunch of white guys so yeah (laughs) they probably threw him in at one point i'm kind of surprised that he didn't get recognized for like really anything like you know for Mm -hmm. lady bird specifically yeah maybe something could have happened with that anybody else from Lady Bird too yeah. except, except uh, Lori and Sersha yeah like her best friend Lori ISU alumna mm-hmm. <laughs> like good old ISU alumna yeah so I mean it's fine it's fine we're fine whatever <laughs> we're not gonna sleep well tonight but it's fine no again yeah. downing a bottle of melatonin yes but um, as 2017 wraps up something that we are going to be doing for the rest of this week because we don't have anything else to do except finals, finals but, but who cares about man. those <laughs> We're going to be doing our like top list of films, TV shows, 
really anything, anything. Enter- entertainment related because it really was a great year yes. for entertainment. We have gushed over all of our favorite movies and performances throughout the year. We've gone to see as many of them as possible and we finally get to talk about them and really yell at the Golden Globes for yes. all the snubbed performances. Yes, um, we will kind of talk about you know our favorite holiday movies like we talked about last week. We'll do a holiday-themed one. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the top 10 list or whatever we do you know our kind of wrap up of 2017 because it'll be very therapeutic especially during finals week absolutely um Hmm. (laughs) yeah but um this is it's kind of like our winter finale right now i know our winter season our halfway through finale yeah we picked up we're picked up (laughs) we're picked up for a full first season full 22 episode season (laughs) (laughs) it's the mid-season finale the critics the critics love us yeah the fans want more of us so we're coming back we'll be back in january (laughs) but yeah so we're gonna gonna kind of go out with a little bang a little entertainment bang uh this week with a couple more podcasts up our sleeve but this is our you know final scheduled monday podcast we told you in the last podcast we would do the 12 days of weekly pop but we're cutting it down to three days of weekly pop (laughs) because not even we wanted to 12 days not at all well for the last regular scheduled programming called weekly pop i'm emma sasset and i'm kevin schwaller and we will see you here in the next podcast very soon and next year too yes that too (laughs) 